Stranger by Crystal Marshall, originally written September 2017, updated June 2021. A young man of strange appearance stood on the corner under a broken lamppost. From the way he paced, pulled his hair, and seemed to be muttering to himself, he was probably crazy. He only had on a dirty white sock on his left foot, and the shoe on his right foot seemed worn out and was missing its laces. From where I was standing, I swore I could see at least two of his toes poking through the top of his shoe. He donned an oversized gray winter coat that made him stick out like a sore thumb among the scantily dressed South Floridians in their short shorts and tank tops. The white shirt he wore underneath had the logo of some band I didn't recognize on it and seemed like he'd been wearing it for entirely too long. Every time he reached his arms up to run his hands through his overgrown brown hair, I could see his very prominent yellow pit stains and the hole on the right side of his shirt that exposed pale skin. His pants were probably the only normal thing about him. They seemed to be typical fitted khaki pants with deep creases in them, like he'd stepped right out of the 90s, and two small holes decorated the left pant leg. Something about this young man intrigued me. It looked like he was going through some kind of public existential crisis, but the people around him paid him no mind. He kept his head down and was whispering quite aggressively to himself, slapping himself over the head and pulling on his hair occasionally. After what seemed like ages, he stopped his pacing and cautiously began walking up the street to a nearby bus stop. He kept scratching at his right forearm and his eyes were darting around as if he expected someone to come out and sneak attack him. I could hear a bus nearby coming to turn onto the street. From my position under an overhang across the street, I could see him beginning to do what seemed like breathing exercises and repeatedly clenching and unclenching his fists. As the sounds of the approaching bus grew louder, his face seemed to become more relaxed. His fidgeting stopped and he began to smooth out his clothes and hair. He leaned his head back against the side of the bus stop, revealing a dark, undistinguishable tattoo on the underside of his neck. His eyes closed and the furring of his brows smoothed, and a small smile played at his lips. The blue and green bus had just turned onto the street and hadn't begun to slow down yet, the words downtown floating across its screen. Before it could get much closer to the stop, the man took off down the street in the direction of the bus, and before any of us could comprehend what he'd done, he jumped in front of it. I was twelve when that happened. My silly mother rushed to cover my eyes and cursed the man for doing something like that in public. Of course the publicity of it all is what she's worried about, not the fact that a man is dead, I thought bitterly. I pried her manicured fingers off my face and stared at the man. What was once a man was now a pile of red and pink and white and black and whatever else, an unrecognizable blob. A crowd began to form many taking their phones out and responsibly calling the police, others recording videos to post online. What was once a man would now be the unidentified subject of a viral video, a dead man with thousands of likes and retweets to his unknown name. What a shame. My mother grabbed me by the shoulders and tried to pull me further away from the scene. Even as we walked in the opposite direction, I kept my head turned back, unable to look away from what was left of the man. Next to me, someone was throwing up in a potted plant. What a baby. 
In my final glances at the blob, I recognized the white and black things I saw earlier. It was detached from its former location in his skull and no longer darted around anxiously. It was his eye. I smiled, grabbed my mother's hand, and walked away.